Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 104. Today I talk a little bit about The Knife of Dunwall, an expansion for Dishonored. And the Defiance TV show has started airing, and the first episode is up on Hulu. So I talk a little bit about that. And that's all I've got going on this week. Nothing really going on much. So, hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So I have only kind of just started it, but I think I have played about three hours of The Knife of Dunwall, an expansion for Dishonored. It is actually in its own section, which means that when you start a game, you push a missions button, and then it goes to the expansion. So in theory, they could have more expansions in that section. So you don't have to worry about where you are in, you know, the main content in terms of, you know, where it's getting inserted. Because the expansion content is its own thing that you start, you know, and do separately. It has a new character, which is a bit odd, because he has a lot of the same powers as the original characters. He is the character of Daoud, which is like a really odd name. Not sure I'm pronouncing it entirely correctly. But he is the assassin who killed the Empress. So you're basically playing a bad guy. But as you start to play the campaign, you discover that maybe he wasn't really a bad guy. You know, as most dark heroes are, he is just a sort of good guy in a bad situation. You are actually rewarded for being more stealthy and less lethal. Because I found out in the end of one of the campaigns, I I took a very different course than I would have with the original character and did a lot of destruction and killed a lot of people. Because I felt, you know, hey, this is a different guy. I'm going to play him differently. And he has a companion character named Billy, who is a female, so it's kind of an odd name. But she actually kind of insulted me and questioned why I did so much damage and so much killing, you know, implying that that was not inherent with that character. He does have some voice acting at the start of missions and when he's talking to characters in the world, you know, doing, like, interrogations and whatnot. And he is very quickly recognizable. There are a lot of story elements that kind of intermingle, I guess I could say, with the original campaign, because it basically starts at the same point in time that the original campaign takes place, just from, you know, your different perspective. So you'll hear guards or other people talking about events that happened in the main campaign, or you'll see references here and there. And also during what I guess you could say a mission briefing or little tidbits of lore during the mission that happened between you and Billy, there is a lot of descriptive stuff which will reference the original campaign and or elements of the world of Dishonored, which, you know, aren't really explored. So for people like me who are into the lore and story, there's a lot of new stuff going on and a lot of tie-ins to the original campaign that make the story and the world a lot more fleshed out and very interesting to hear about. There are a few issues that happened with the first game that kind of are still happening. One of my biggest gripes is that teleport, while very clear 
in terms of, you know, showing you where you're going to land if you're in range are not always clear if it's out of range. Like, I want to jump from where I am onto a different ledge. If I can't reach the ledge, you know, I won't see the circle, but I won't necessarily know if that means that the circle is right there or if I can't reach it or what. And sometimes you'll jump onto a surface and it looks like you're supposed to stay there and the surface is not an actual surface you can land that way. Like in one part, there's a big gear, and if you land on it from pretty much all angles but the side, you'll basically just slip right off. But if you go at it from the side, you can get that little up arrow of where you're going to teleport, and he'll land on it and climb up on top of it. So that's a little bit confusing. He does have an automatic time stop built into his teleport, which is kind of cool. I don't think that was in the original game. But if you don't move while you're trying to teleport you'll actually freeze time and then you can pick where you're going to teleport. So it's kind of cool because you can like jump off of ledges or like if you're on a balcony, you jump off the balcony. And then sort of in the middle of where you're going, if you let off the controls and, you know, push the teleport, you'll stop time and then you can like turn around and teleport a different direction. Or, you know, you can jump off of a ledge, like I said, and then teleport halfway, you know, right before you start falling. And then, you know, you get that extra few feet of jump to, you know, make your teleport with. So that's pretty cool. It, it is a little bit tricky in, um, you know, getting the timing down right to let off your controls. Because your instinct is, you know, you want to keep pushing forward or keep pushing jump, you know, to make the full distance. But it's like, you know, once you hold down the teleport, if you're still moving, time will keep going. So it's kind of a tricky training your brain to let go of the controls when you want to teleport. Another thing I, I guess is more of a pet peeve than anything else is it sounds like running is like you're a three-year-old, like you're stomping in place because you're not moving at a speed that kind of matches the stepping sounds. It's like if you were stepping, you'd be making, you know, step, 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 and you're just stomping your feet right down like one in front of each other instead of actually running. So that's kind of a pet peeve or, you know, you're not running fast enough, but it's like, Kind of weird. I always thought that was weird with the first game, and seems like the second game is pretty much the exact same engine as the first game. So that kind of makes sense it's still in, but it's, you know, a pet peeve that they should have cleared up. Like I said, I'm only three hours in, so I've only gotten to, I think I just finished the second assassination target, as it were. And there's a bit of a sort of training section in the beginning of the game where it doesn't really score you. So only those two assassinations after, you know, you get scored for if you kill, if you don't kill, if you stealth, if you're not detected, that sort of stuff. I would say, though, that so far it seems like there is a bit more freedom in terms of the actual target area. But again, you know, the city is still pretty much, you know, a linear path from A to B. There's not a whole lot of, you know, different routes you can take or hidden areas. I mean, there are some hidden areas. And there are, you know, some different routes, but basically in terms of outside of the target area, it's still pretty much like the first game. But inside the target area, you know, it seems like there's a bit more, I wouldn't say variety, but I guess I could say options as to how you want to approach your target and where you're going to approach them. And the complexity, I guess, of the level in that section. So, so far, I would say it's very good. And if you enjoyed the core game of Dishonored, you should definitely pick it up.
So I saw the pilot episode of Defiance, which is on Sci-Fi Channel. I watched it on Hulu, so I might be a week behind. They might actually have, you know, two episodes that have aired. It is, obviously, a science fiction show. It is set in the future, but it is surprising to me how close of a time period they picked compared to, you know, current day. With the date they have referenced, it's only about 50 years in the future. But since they don't really mention dates all that much, I think they mentioned it like twice in the entire hour and a half episode, I'm going to personally ignore the fact that they mentioned a date at all. Because to me, it seems like it should be set more like 300-ish years in the future. 50 just seems like way too close. The show actually doesn't explain too much, so I am going to mention a bunch of stuff from the wiki, which I am assuming the wiki is ahead in terms of story and lore, you know, because it was probably done by people who were, you know, working on the show or people who had, you know, insider knowledge. Because a lot of this stuff, it does make perfect sense and it sounds accurate and reasonable. And because I have only seen the first show and, you know, possibly more shows have aired than that, I am going to trust the information on the wiki. It was mentioned very briefly in the show, but also on the wiki, that there are seven different races that came to the Earth. And for some reason, they are all referenced as Voltan. I believe that might be the system they left because the reasoning behind why they're on Earth here is that they kind of all packed up and left their system because their system was dying. They got into these really massive giant spaceships that they are calling Arcs. Well, you know, probably because Earth people would call them Arcs. And they were in hypersleep in space for hundreds of years while they were floating along and finally arrived at Earth. When they arrived at Earth, a small group of them did wake up. They came down to the planet. They said, hey, there's a bunch of people and stuff here. We thought this was uninhabited. We're sorry. Ah, Speculation on my part. I don't know what they actually said. It's not in the show. But assumably, you know, they were surprised. And negotiations began between them and Earth to, you know, stay and colonize here and live peacefully with the Earth people. Over the next 10 years, apparently tensions rose while millions remained in sleep in orbit. They don't mention on the wiki exactly how it happened, but somehow the Voltan ambassador was murdered, and that started, you know, a big war between pretty much Earth people and all the Voltan, and that was referred to as the Pale Wars, which they do reference in the show very briefly. They they say, you know, such and such happened during the Pale Wars. So that is actually mentioned in the show in the pilot. At the time, the Ark fleet was still in orbit and most people were still sleeping, but for some reason... The theory is it was sabotaged. The fleet pretty much exploded and, you know, caused, you know, the death of all the people. And that caused what is referenced in the show as the Ark Fall, where a lot of debris falls to Earth and is still falling to Earth at the time of the show, which is like 35 years after that. But a lot of the terraforming stuff that they obviously were not going to use because people were still living here or, you know, used in a limited fashion in some isolated area you know, crashed to Earth randomly out of control. And so the whole planet got terraformed and messed up. And a lot of the life that was dropped down and the life that was already here became mutated. And so now there's mixes of the Earth that was, the Voltan planet, whatever they would call that, and all the animals there and here, you know, got mutated. And so now everything's changed. And within months of that, 
horrible disaster and changing, people realized on both sides of the conflict that, you know, we aren't going to survive against these new threats, and we have to, you know, band together as one people on a new planet if we're going to survive. And where those people banded together and started, you know, working together to survive and fight off the new terrible monsters and, you know, make a life that is livable is called Defiance. And that was where St. Louis formerly stood. The show takes place roughly 35 years after first arrival, which is about 25 years after the Arkfall started. And the world is messed up really pretty badly. Things are basically all destroyed. There's really no settlements that existed from before. If they did, you know, they haven't shown it in the show, except for the archway thing. I don't even know what that is, but it's uh, it's still intact. It's like the only thing intact from old St. Louis. All of the new city of Defiance is all new buildings. And pretty much from the state of Defiance, if, if that is a sample of the whole world, everything's pretty much in a state of martial law. There are references to E-Reps, both in the game and in the TV show, which I'm not sure, I don't remember, you know, what that stands for. But that's basically like sort of a large business, I think, trying to become sort of a new government and take things over. So basically, you know, it's a science fiction show set in sort of an Old West setting. There are still high-tech elements for sure, but it's like, you know, here we are in this Old West town, how are we going to survive? Racial tension is pretty high, and that's kind of a big part of some of the aspects and the characters in the show. Though I think it's kind of more focused on the personality of that race and sort of the differences between, you know, the sort of personalities and philosophies of those different races. In the show, we are introduced to three of the races in the pilot episode, and we don't really get a huge look at it. Because, you know, pretty much, you know, it's about the character interaction and the personalities of the characters, even though there are some obvious kind of slants towards I'm treating you like this because your whole race is like this. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they pan out on details about the different races and, you know, the races that were in the show that weren't really referenced there were kind of two or three different characters that sort of appeared very briefly, but, you know, it wasn't mentioned what race they were or, you know, what part they played in things. Oh, there was a fourth uh, enemy race that we saw very, very, very briefly that was kind of referenced as these guys are kind of military poo heads who want to conquer everything. So I'm not quite sure what's up with that. One thing that makes me really confused is some of these races, like, really hate each other. So I don't understand how they would band together and be on the same, you know, arcs as the other ones. I don't know, maybe they all banded together to build these arcs and then they said, okay, these are our arcs, these are your arcs, you know, stay over on your side of the fence. I don't know, it's not really explained real well. And the wiki, as I said, is where I got most of the information and the wiki really doesn't even explain it all that well. So hopefully, you know, they will explain it in the future, you know, for us who are curious. It's not real critical to know, you know, stuff like that as to why and how. It does not really impact the show all that much. Will it last? I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I could certainly see it going two seasons pretty easily. You know, not 
dependent on how the fans, you know, immediate or future reactions could be. I don't think the network will really be all that mindful of that. I think they're going to, you know, sort of let it carry on and see what happens sort of long term. So I could see them easily getting two seasons before anything really comes up with whether they're going to keep going or not. But I don't know. I'm going to certainly have to see a few more episodes before I can decide anything. It has some kind of confusing elements. Like I said, it's sort of set in the Old West. So there is the possibility for, you know, the town versus people not in the town, basically. And, you know, they've sort of set up some stuff with the racial tension and the separations. You know, there's sort of a Romeo and Juliet thing kind of going on. There's sort of some tension, we hate you stuff going on. There's sort of some, well, we kind of get along okay. We'll see what happens stuff going on. So it's kind of like, are they going for more of the Old West town against everything aspect? Are they going more for a soap opera? What's going on between character A, B, and C? Dynamic kind of soap opera-ish angle. I don't know. It's kind of... A little bit of both, I guess I could say, right now. Like I said, until I see some more episodes, I don't know what will happen. But I would say if you are into sci-fi shows and you are kind of into Old West or we are people in a bad situation and we have to kind of get along, but we don't really get along in secret because we really don't like you and we have our secrets, you know, I would say you should uh, check it out. Like I said, I picked it up on Hulu, so that is up there and will be up there for a few more weeks. They pretty much have five of the most current episodes of whatever it is. So you don't have to worry about it until, you know, episode six comes up, uh, whatever, five weeks from pretty much the posting of my podcast, because all the rest will still be up there. But I would say, you know, if you're curious, pick it up soon. And, you know, that way you don't miss Pilot, which is somewhat important. I I wouldn't say it's critical, but there are some, you know, relationship introductions in there that we might not see in the future. I'm sure you can, you know, get the general gist if you don't pick up the pilot, but you might want to check it out, um, you know, soonish so you can see it right from the start. So for news this week, Dishonored, the Knife of Dunwall is out, obviously, because I talked about it. Injustice Gods Among Us is also out. There's a pretty favorable review up on Rev3 Games. I'll link that in my show notes. They seem to like it. They did say there were a few minor issues. But one of the big things that I was concerned about is, you know, most of these superheroes would not fight each other pretty much for any reason. And they say in their review that the game does explain that really well and they also explain things like why can joker take a punch in the face from superman and not be instantly you know powdered and turned into squish so all of the why is x happening stuff is apparently explained really well you know if you can suspend your disbelief which you know if you can't suspend your disbelief when you're playing video games especially video games about superheroes you probably shouldn't be playing them at all because you have to you have to with any game and, you know, any comic series to actually enjoy it. Oblivion is also out now. I have not seen it yet because I'm actually 
recording this on Thursday, so it's not actually out yet for me. But by the time you hear this, you know, it will be out. I'll probably go see it and check it out. It looks very good. I am personally disappointed because I really like the 3D, especially the IMAX 3D. And it kind of boggles my mind why this is not in 3D. I don't know, maybe it has to do with Tom Cruise because he was in the last Mission Impossible movie and the last Mission Impossible movie was also not in 3D. <laughs> Honestly, though, you know, it's probably more the, the studio that is, um, you know, hiring him, whatever studio he's aligned with. But I don't know, it just, just didn't seem to make any sense to me. Because the commercials are, here's this cool spaceship flying around, here's the shot over the Earth, here's a shot of Tom Cruise being cool fighting some monsters. You know, it's all stuff that would be, you know, in my opinion, a lot better in 3D. So, I have no idea why it's not in 3D. But it's not. So that's sad. But I'll watch it anyways, because it looks very cool. Star Trek The Video Game for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 is out on the 23rd. Neverwinter is having an open beta starting on April 30th. So if you've been curious about Neverwinter, you didn't get in the beta, you don't want to be a founder from the 30th on, you should, in theory, be able to just to check it out. I don't know how much longer after open beta it will be before it launches. I expect probably won't be very long after that. I, w- I would guess maybe a month or two. Total guess, though, still no actual launch date set. Iron Man 3 is coming out on May 3rd, so keep an eye out for that if you are a fan of the Iron Man movies. I think it should be pretty awesome. There was stuff in 2 that I thought was kind of meh, but 3 looks pretty good so far. Not actually a whole lot of details on it, but I guess if you are an Iron Man fan, then you know there's a lot more familiar to you about the characters. Because I guess this is one of his big villains, but I'd, I'd never heard about him. So, Anyways, uh, coming out soon and looks very cool. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon has no launch date, but it actually looks pretty hilarious and pretty fun. It's kind of making fun of slash having fun with the cartoon style of the 70s and 80s and putting that into a video game. There's dinosaurs with laser eyeballs and cyber armies. So that kind of gives you an idea of what they're going for. It looks hilarious. And it's going to be like 15 bucks, I think. So it's not, you know, a full price thing. It's it's going to be, you know, a cheap thing. So that looks very cool and very fun. And I'll probably pick that up when it comes out and maybe have some more details on it as time goes on. And that's it for the news this time. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. And I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now. I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned. So I guess that is it for this week's Rabbit Rumblings. There is no pirate treasure, has been in forever. And although I laughed quite a bit on this episode, I am actually kind of sad and frustrated about things. As I think I've mentioned here and there, I am trying to take classes to get into a career and try and get a new career started so I can you know, have some kind of life other than you know just minimum wage kind of stuff 20-year-old people are trying to get. Not that there's anything wrong with that in and of itself, but you know, somebody my age should be doing something you know, much fancier with a lot more pay. And 
currently the class I am taking, I, I don't think I'm doing really well. My grades are poo so far. And it's like there's some concepts that I think I might be missing from the first class, you know, the class that came before, because this is a second half of sort of a two-part class. So I might have to drop the class. But I've been, you know, very sad and stressed out about that. So I don't know. That it is what it is, I guess. Physically, I still have a lot of congestion hanging around for kind of no reason. My weight is still going down a bit, but very slowly. I guess I was miscalculating how much calories I'm getting from a soda because my app said 8 ounces was the default and I noticed the other day 12 ounces is how big the can is. So for a couple weeks that was incorrectly added. It's only a couple hundred off a day, but still, you know, that could be why I'm not losing as quickly as I should. Maybe I was over more days than I thought in previous weeks, but now I think I am back down. And it's something like almost five pounds less from where I was averaging. But, you know, for like one month in, that's that's not as far as I should be, I don't think. It's supposed to be like one and a half a week, so that's eh, six in a month. That's close, I guess. Hopefully I'll do better about that in the future. But I don't know, just very sad, I guess, emotionally. You know, it's kind of lonely because, you know, I don't have a whole lot of friends and my friends that I do play with, I haven't played with in a while. And then, you know, there's all my life stuff. You know, where am I going? What am I doing? Doesn't seem to be helping taking these classes. And then my health is kind of questionable. So it's like everything in my life is really sad. Oh, oh, and today I went to put on my headphones and the, the left ear felt all weird. And so I, you know, turned it around and examined it. And apparently the part that connects to the headband is broken 90% of the way off. So, on top of everything else, I had to get new headphones today. Which I guess is okay, because I recommend a certain kind of headphone that I hadn't tried out. And I would love to, you know, check everything out that I recommend and be sure it actually is okay. So it's not, you know, complete loss. I can I can check it out and see if I should keep it as a recommended thing or not. But no, it's kind of hard to recommend headphones because pretty much all of the headphones, regardless of manufacturer, all have you know a certain number of comments that are you know that exact kind of breaking or you know shoddy workmanship or the speakers or the mic stopped working. You know they all have very similar complaints, so it's really kind of hard to tell who is clearly better than somebody else. You know, without doing something like going into the two hundred dollar plus range, which is just I'm not gonna do that for headphones. It's like, if you have that much to spend on headphones, you probably don't need my site. You're probably just throwing money at whatever's the most expensive thing and not really worrying too much. So I guess kind of a overly sad end, especially if you were in a happy mood from my laughing. Sorry about that. Um, But, you know, that's the way I am. It, you know, happy on the surface, but sadder, deeper down. But hopefully all of you out there had a good time and you know, have an okay life. And hopefully I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. I reflect on my reflection And I ask myself the question 
What's the right direction to go? I don't know. So it's kind of jarring that they picked somebody so famous and so easily recognizable because it's as uh, I ain't sure, you know, if you think about it compared to now, minus 50 years, roughly 1960, you know, the world was a pretty different place. But in general, you know, it still was pretty much the same world we have now. You know, music, TV, airplanes, mass transit in general, that's all kind of a bit different. But, you know, basically, it's all the same stuff. But in Defiance, things are so radically different. I don't know that I would agree that it would be that close. And this section is just kind of pointless and rambly, so I'm going to delete it and put it in the bloopers. And sort of... And sort of... Bleh. So you don't have to worry about... Blah. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.